Welcome back to episode 10 of Ready Holt. My name is Tony Rossino. We're here with Devin Hayworth, Jonathan Kent, and Esteban de Leon. Jonathan Kent, take it away. Hey guys, so um, today we're just going to go over the questions that Blanca sent us last week with our fan mail. And we also got some more from Louie, which said, Hey there, Ready Hall podcast. Huge fan of the content. I have some questions for the four of you. The first one is, did you have any doubts in your ability to lead the band? Did you see any other band members other than yourself as the true leader for the group? Other than your primary marching band wind ensemble instrument, what would you have chosen? Um, and the last one is, what would have been the theme song for your year or years as DM? Theme song. Oh my goodness. Okay. Well, well, well okay. Well, let's let's go. Let's start with Blanca's because I yes. feel like last yes. week we like She's... read Blanca's notes and we were like, haha, that's cool. Next, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Answer Blanca's questions. Sorry, Blanca. Yeah, we'll get get to Louis later on. <laughs> yeah, we're like, this is so great. And in other news, right? So I think we can. We, we had a guess last week. In fairness, I mean, the timing was not awesome. Big news. Yeah, I mean, I guess we could have waited to read them, but yeah, I guess like there's all kinds of shit we could have. Alrighty, so for Blanca's, it could be the title um, of my autobiography. <laughs> for Let's just do questions. one at a time. Okay, just, just hit us with the first one. The most incredible visual effects you all have seen, either in marching band or drum corps. Mm. Damn. Um, I'll jump in. I'll, I'll start. Go ahead. Okay. Um, I think the best one I saw was. Um, uh boston crusaders in 2019 uh when they did that show sos um and it was about them being lost on an island and um they had the morse code for sos being being played over and over again um it was really cool but anyways at the end of the show they essentially had this mat on the far right side of the field and um the entire the entire core disappeared behind the mat like they had this massive flag that spanned the um the width of the field and they kind of uh ran one way and core went with it and then it came back the other way and when they reached the edge of the mat they released the um the flag and it kind of just like sailed off into the distance and everybody was below the mats and like kind of the, the group disappeared and I got to tell you, when I saw it the first time, I freaked out because it was like, literally like, where the fuck did they go? <laughs> and it was, you know, it was done really, really well. And um, I, yeah, it, it made me uncomfortable because there's 154 missing people. Um, but, um, but yeah, I mean, I, I watched that show over and over and over. And that was the first year they won, they won the guard caption. Um, and that is quickly becoming, or not became, that quickly became one of my top three favorite drum corps shows of all time um and that moment in and of itself visually stunned cool yeah all right so i guess i'll go next um mine is i have kind of like two but it's from the same show it's from carolina crown when they did their um like their show about hell i forgot what it was called excuse pardon me for not remembering it's been like a several years since i've seen it what, but, uh, uh, what was it about it's it's like being trapped in hell or something like that that's what the show was about and then oh, at the end, uh, like, Inferno? yeah. Inferno? Yes, Inferno, yes. Inferno. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, don't know why it slipped my mind. Um, it's the Guinness talking. Um, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so um, my first favorite visual from that part of the show was when they had the, like, the red velvet cloth over the group and they were trying to escape mm -hmm. hell, but they were just like going through it. One. So it had that very uncomfortable. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Feeling. Yeah, that was pretty neat. Yeah, super dope, yeah. Yeah. And then they had that person to get dragged back in when they were almost out. 
I thought that was pretty neat. And at the end, when they did something similar to what Boston Crusaders did, it was when they got that gold like sheet, like because they got out and everything in their um, and then so they were doing something and then the sheet covered them and then when they reappeared, they were in the Carolina Crown logo. I thought that was pretty cool. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that was yeah. super dope. Uh-huh. That's a good one. That um that cloth, that that red cloth you're describing, didn't like a local band buy those or Yeah, my high school did. <laughs> did they really? <laughs> yeah, they bought it and used it in their show the following year. Oh that's holy fun. crap. Yeah. Was it as effective? Heck no. <laughs> <laughs> not even not even close. Like I'm <laughs> <laughs> So that's that was Los Altos who bought it. Yes, sir. Yeah. Sorry guys. That's just like you can put, you know, you can put lipstick on a pig, you know. <laughs> just, just, ooh, yeah, that one wrong. sunk in, right? Yeah. The more you thought about it, the... <laughs> yeah. anyways. What, you, Tony, what do you got? I'm trying to think. Uh, the one that comes to mind, I, I forgot about Inferno, and it was one of my favorite shows when I remember watching a couple oh, years ago. Show, really yeah, yeah. Uh, but I, when I think of favorite visual, um, there is this. In the end, towards the end of Fellini-esque 2014 Blue Devils, the the horn line is in a giant like line facing backfield, and they do this rotation. Uh, and I remember really liking that. I thought that was really cool. Uh, it was simple, but I mean, really hard to pull off. But also just oh. musically too, I like the combination because they're doing a backfield and playing back playing backfield and rotating. So the music was uh, getting louder as they turned, and the line was perfect. Uh, I'm really enjoying that. Yeah, I, the, the the simplicity factor is kind of overstated by the, or overshadowed, I should say, by the hiss clean motion that it is. <laughs> you know, yep. it's just like it's the definite. It's like if you were to put it into a computer, it looked amazing. Yeah. Oh man, I, I mean it, that show is. Phenomenal. It's funny because I find that myself and others have you know we give shit to blue devils for you know doing things that aren't really judgeable you know <laughs> like they're gonna have some very atmospheric dancing and yeah, whatever yeah, yeah. uh and weird shapes but that right there that you it shows that they can pull it off uh very well so so i i remember seeing that show in 2014 um and i saw it locally um so it was still early season and vanguard did uh Scheherazade that year and so i watched vanguard do Scheherazade. It was great, man. I'm a Vanguard fan. I was really about it. And then the Blue Devils came on. And that is the all, you know, that was the only time I I remember at the end of Phineas getting up and clapping and thinking, that's it. They've won. Just give them the trophy now. Like nobody's gonna touch that. Yeah. And it was the truth. And it was like, you know, they go on, you know, to score the highest score ever recorded in DCL. Yeah. But it was, it was that good. It was nobody's going to beat that. 99.65 just give it to them now and that was only that was one of only two years ever that i've rooted for the blue devils uh, what so, was the other year oh i know uh, was <laughs> yeah what was it john what was the second year is when the blue coats did the Beatles show yes it was 2019 <laughs> and um and and i the blue coats did that stupid Beatles show presenting the blue Co- and i couldn't i was oh, please don't let the blue coats win. Not with the Beatles show. I'm like, not with like they're not even wearing blue coats. But like, come on. Like, not, like, <laughs> and so I, you know, I knew, uh, you know, Blue Devils were the only ones that could touch them. And so they had that like that that um, 
campaign going that year, which was 19 and 19, right? Their 19th world <laughs> championship in 2019. And man, I swear I would have gotten like a tattoo. 19 and 19. Come on, boys. <laughs> Bring it home. And they and they did. So 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 I was very excited. Wow. <laughs> Are you, Devin? I was thinking about this. So, all right. I've got two in terms of like like marching, like like on the field, like maneuvers and drill. God, what year was it for the Cavaliers? Oh Jesus! Any like, of the early two thousands would work. Yeah, pretty much. It was <laughs> like it was like the last movement, and it was right before the big hit. I don't know. Somebody's it's, gonna look this up and thank, and thank you for that. Message the show and be like, hey, <laughs> like hey, idiot! It was this show this year, but it was just constant motion for like three minutes straight, and yeah. I was like. Yeah, they were known for their their cavi bursts at the end. You know, yeah. from like 2000, 2006, it was all about it. And yeah, it's like, and it's like 300 sets in 45 seconds. Yeah, it's so <laughs> and it's just like, God, it's just insane to pull off. Uh, outside of like the marching aspect, though, uh, cadets in 2011 was just a cool visual, just had a cool visual element when they had the, the dichotomy when they did it between angels and demons. Half the core were the red, half the core were the white, and... They intermixed and did all that cool stuff, so that created like a cool. Like, uh, I hated. I hated on that show when it was out, like when 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 it was early season. I hated on it on it a bunch. Um, and at the end of the season, I it had really won me over. I was really about it afterwards, <laughs> but I show. talked a lot of shit. A lot of great way, guys, show. and I, I like to, in a public forum apologize. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Can I do an honorable mention? Price, John, you didn't go with cadets. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought about it, but I was like, I don't know. Because I was even thinking, like, what do I have? I was going to say, can I just say a move? Because I love Z-Pools, and cadets are known for Z-Pools. But um, mm -hmm. an honorable mention, like, for, like, favorite visual move is 88 Madison Scouts. Um, I'm also very hard for the Madison Scouts, like, right now. Um, when they're doing Malaganyan. <laughs> and... Right now you're hard? Or, yes, or yes, right Madison now. Like, like, no. Um... He had the energy in his voice. <laughs> yes. But Devin just spit out his, his, his <laughs> major rager, guys. Major rager. Um, ah. <laughs> oh my god! But oh, so Lord. at the end of the show, it's, they have this like youth solo and everything, and then the symbols do this cool crash where they hit the symbol like there's each each other symbols. But going into that, the core spins around like a 360 while moving, and then they like do this big hit into the like the closing like measures of the of the piece and it's really cool and it gives me chills every single time i see it every single time that's, that, cool. that's phenomenal i think yeah. i've seen that but um 88 i mean that is a that was that was a good year for trumpet too i mean yeah. 88 89 phenomenal years mm -hmm. that actually would be a really you know kind of like to piggyback off of blanca's question here would be what has been your favorite moment in a show that you've seen where you hold on i can both. i can answer that right now <laughs> I mean, I gotta, I, I, moment I, not just visual oh uh, I, yeah i gotta i gotta look up the year and make sure that i'm right all right i'm gonna just edit this all he out said right now i'm just no no like, <laughs> like right now yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah well sorry i gotta make sure that i get this right i'll just because i will get stabbed by somebody if i get this this year wrong true true yeah i really Phantom Regiment 20, 1996. 2011 when, you know, Blue Coats Ooh. did Tilt. Ooh. Ooh, these are all good moments. <laughs> also, Phantom Regiment 2008. Also, Phantom Regiment 2003. 
Like, what was your okay? Okay, no, okay, because the 08 Phantom Show, right? Spartacus, Spartacus. is my favorite drum course show of all time, which is a, a weird. Uh, I'm a hardcore a bad, Vanguard fan, but I really not like, a bad year, not a bad show. I like that show for a bunch of different reasons than what normal people like, what the average really? fan likes it for. Yeah, so I thought the coolest part of the entire fucking show was in the opener, <laughs> and I thought, <laughs> what, uh, you know, the the whole core is like jazz running across the field and they're playing that really syncopated and they're doing like four to five and i was just like i like as like a 13 year old lost my shit when i saw that i was even 13 away i was like 18 but anyways yeah yeah exactly yeah yeah but i thought that was the coolest part i also love the way they end that that opener where like the color guard like has a bunch of flags and then they just think fuck flags and they just throw them to the front of the sideline yep. and like that's how they end ah uh, I was sold with that show from the opener <laughs> I was I was really upset that they like when the drum major like did the the thumbs up thumbs down thing for Spartacus that they yeah, actually yeah, yeah. got that historically wrong and I was yeah I, I wanted I... to scream but nobody knows that thumbs down means they live and thumbs up means they die. So I did. I did know that, but um... well, you know that, but not like not the average layman who yeah, doesn't have a history degree. <laughs> yeah, okay. Hold on. Thumbs down means they live or uh, they die. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So, so, so in Holy Roman times, whenever somebody was said to be executed, the emperor or the the ruler at the time, yeah. thumbs thumbs down means no, you don't cut their head off. Thumbs up means just swing swing away, man. You're good. Oh, interesting. The more you yeah. Know. Yeah. But okay. Okay. <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, off the we rails. can quickly go down this rabbit yes. hole, yeah, yeah, yeah. but, uh, but let's next question. Next question. Uh, oh, wait, wait, we still oh, we didn't finish those favorite oh, moments. Shit, my bad. Go on. <laughs> I'm just trying to think of mine. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any like I have a like I love Shostakovich and Phantom Regiment. I've I've seen that show over and over and over, and it's like it was 1996, so the recording fidelity is just absolute ass. But I still get chills even on like low def, like 1996, <laughs> like Shostakovich five final movement. Oh my god! Um, I think mine, uh, you know, favorite moment, um, is definitely Vanguard 2012. Um, and it's when they did music with Stereo Night and they did, you know, all their music selection that year was just off the hook good. Um, but anyways, so the closer was like Mars, and then at the very end of the closer, they reprised their push from Family Opera, and they played Music of the Night. Mm. Um, and that arrangement, that updated arrangement, percussion-wise, because they had played the, the same horn part, and they updated updated the percussion part. Oh man, I mean, I I remember seeing that show, and I remember being just electrified when I saw that, um, and the crowd went crazy. And uh, that was the moment for me. I was just like, yeah, that's fucking cool. And like, I was all about it. Um, and I, if I see that show modern day or I listen to it, which I do often, um, I, I, I still get chills when I, when I get to that moment. Very cool. It's good when a piece of music or performance can make you do that. Yeah, yeah, super cool. All right, Tony, you had time to think. You're up, man. Yes, um, I, I've decided it's E equals MC squared as a whole. Uh, um, the uh, what's their name? Who did it? I forget. Carolina, Carolina Crown. Crown. Yeah. Um, yep. 
<laughs> their their particular meshing of Einstein on the beach and the also Sproxar Sustra, I can't even say it, um, combination is super cool. And I love all the weird vocals that they have throughout that. Uh, the weird vocals and the, the narration. It's like cheesy, but I, I really remember enjoying it. That's I, just... res- Go ahead. I was going to say, I have forever respected that show simply because they introduced Philip Glass to drum uh-huh. <laughs> And it's like, who's this Philip Glass guy? And then you play Einstein on the beach and it's like, Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it was good. They, they took that kind of unfamiliar contemporary composer and then brought it, combined it with the super obvious. Everyone knows, you also know, Sprock, yeah. Sprouse Priest, Sprout, Strauss Peas. And it's like, oh, that's interesting. What's going on there? So, but yeah. Well, interesting you said that because cycling back to what you said about uh, Fleetiesque the last last round is um, the story behind that is that's the first year that Gordon Goodwin wrote for the Blue Devils, right? Mm. And, uh, and I guess the story is that the Blue devils you know they asked gordon to do to to arrange a piece and they said hey you can um you can write whatever you want meaning you know what they meant was you can write whatever range whatever because our our musicians are so skilled but you can just write it yeah um and he wrote whatever he wanted (laughs) (laughs) that's why like it came out really really good because he kind of just like unleashed himself onto the show um and i thought that's awesome john did you get your moment in my favorite moment in the show? Dang. <laughs> this I'm, is I'm so gonna, shocking. Gonna, it came so with, I, didn't, yes. I didn't know this yes. would happen. <laughs> Three people in front of me. I, and I think I get far. PCC go... lame is? Oh, yeah. Totally. Totally favorite. <laughs> kind of. It was a good moment. I mean, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone dies on the field? <laughs> no. Um, dang. Favorite moment of the show, I guess. It has to go to cadets. I'm sorry. I'm a cadets fanboy. When they did their power. All right. Back show. to your home team. That's yes. cool. Power of Ten show. Oh, okay. Like the last minute and a half just gave me a total orgasm. Just tempo 280, <laughs> the way they're marching and the way they're playing is just so good. It's like, how do you play and look like play that clean and look that clean at the same time? Yeah. What did they get that year? I think they got second, maybe third. That was the year they did, they did 10 snares, right? Yes. Because, you know, everything had to be Listen 10. to someone. <laughs> you're not supposed to listen let's just listen just, just just feel it just feel it yeah, yeah just, just feel it yeah, yeah once i uh slight tangent one time when i was in drum corps um i had this piece um and it was in 1016 right and i was having trouble just kind of wrapping my head around it um and so i remember i was we were in town and i was at the college for whatever reason and I was around Tad. And so I was like, hey, Tad, I'm having trouble with this with this piece. Can you help me? And he was like, sure. And he was like, it's in 1016. I can't get it. He was like, oh, just think of it like five eights. And to this day, that answer pisses me off because like I know how to reduce. And thanks, you didn't help. <laughs> like, okay. Um, but uh, after that, he, he helped me a lot. But it was, it was just funny. It was like, thanks, <laughs> man. Didn't think about that. <laughs> Not yeah, sure. One and two and three and four and five. Though. <laughs> all, right. all right all right blanca two blanca two electric bugaloo um her next one is voiceovers and shows That's good thank you oh 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 like hot or not yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> oh no not favorite one but hot or not oh interesting I, oh. okay so i think tony's gonna like them because he really just like <laughs> yeah, named he, eagles Square. um for me personally i really don't care for them like it's cool to have them here and there but like with the cadets, 
like I know every cadet show because I'm a cadet's fanboy. For they went through like a period of like five or six years where everything had to have a voiceover over it, and it just drove me insane. Like, like I'm here to like listen to the music and everything. Like, yeah, it can help, you know, augment the music or the like the message you're trying to get across. But when you're doing it so often, it's just like, all right, we get it. You know, you can talk. Mm-hmm. That's cool. You know, I can talk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I think that was hands down the old man, right? Uh, you, you know, yes. it was hands down Hopkins. And again, I, I've shared my theory with you, John, that I feel that the reason they really yanked him out of that position is because he like came in and like pitched an idea and they're like, that's it. <laughs> One too far. Get him out of here. <laughs> uh, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um, so, all right. So let me, let me kind of like kind of get pigeonholed here then. Um, so in a nutshell, voiceovers should be in shows or should not be in shows. What is your, if you had to make the call, if the, if the, if the decision was Jonathan Kent, you are oh. now replacing Dan Atchison as DCI, you know, CEO of Drone Corner National. Not, Somebody has to. Nope. Fuck. But anyways. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, not in shows. Not in shows. They're not. You say no. Yes, okay. No. okay. Tony, I feel like you're going to be on the other side of this. Well, you're saying you're framing this question as one or the other has to be one or the other or. I, I, well, first off, I just want to know your opinion. And then uh-huh. where do you fall on that? If you had to make a hard line call, what do you think? Okay. I, my opinion is first and foremost, does it add to the story? Does it add to the performance or does it distract from it? Uh, I think that if it distracts or if it's just kind of thrown in there to show, yeah, we're doing a, you know, winter wonderland show and there's some voiceover that just will throw it in there because it, it relates to the theme. I don't really approve of that. I think that voiceover in, in a marching band show or a drum corps show can be really distracting uh, if it doesn't add to it. I love MC equals MC squared because of, I feel like they use the voice really well. I feel like they used Einstein on the beach has that rhythmic weird kind of uh, use of voiceover in it. And because they use that, it, it had a musical sense. I feel like it really clicked and really worked. Uh, in terms of whether it should be or shouldn't, if I had to make a decision one way or the other, I don't know. I feel like really good shows are enhanced by it and shows that aren't so good are take away from it. So uh, if I had to hardline it, I would say no because we're using instruments and it should just be instruments. But it's not really. Oh, he zigged and I thought he was going to zag. <laughs> yeah, I mean, really. <laughs> I, prefer, I mean, like, come on, think of uh, what comes to my mind. Think of... Uh, Madison Scouts 2016, right? When they did JC Superstar, when they had the countdown, right? They were counting the whips. Like that really added to the show. I thought that was a great addition. I think taking that out would lessen the, the amazement of it. Gotcha. Good point. Good point. Devin? It's such a not. I like here, like. <laughs> It's such a non-answer, but like to tell you the truth, I absolutely don't have an opinion because I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> no, and not not like in a bad way, but like yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, but like here's the, like if I'm gonna go to a drum court show or a marching band show, and I'm there to see bands perform their drill and their music, I'm gonna I'm gonna hear the music. I'm gonna see their drill. Like that's that's that those are two foregone conclusions unless something catastrophic happens. Vo- the voiceover thing, I can hear the music 
and watch what's going on regardless of what's happening through a speaker system. I, if I had to hardline it, part of me wants to say yes because Darwinism will let the chips fall where they, they go. And <laughs> if it adds to the show, they'll do well. And if it detracts from the show, they'll be scored poorly. Like, that's just the way the cookie crumbles, right? But I also agree with John and Tony. Like, at the end of the day, this is something that stems from marching band, something that doesn't typically have electronics tied to it. And then that gets into a whole bigger can of worms with, like, a pit and a keyboard. But I digress. But... I have a potential, I think, some clarity for me, at least on the subject. I don't really like it when it's pre-recorded and they just press a button. Uh, I think that if you have performers doing it, I think that's cool during the show. Uh, So vocals, not voiceovers. Oh, that'd be different? Okay. Yeah, it is differentiated on score sheets typically. Okay, didn't know that. Okay. So I guess I would be more supportive of vocals than voiceover in drum corps or marching band. I would also agree with that statement. Mm, wow, interesting. Right, cool, cool. I, I like them. I, I, I agree. I'm in alignment with Tony, though. I think that if they add something to the show um, and, and, it, and it kind of is able to push a story that way, then I'm, I'm, I'm good with that. I, I think that could really do that, uh, do the show some, some justice. I don't think that the show s- should... An, be able to stand without them. So if you took them out, if it just meant nothing, I think that they should be used in a supportive role rather than leading it the way. I do get though, from a design perspective, how, you know, if you're doing a show about, you know, numbers, you know, for example, like Tony was talking about, like then you can put in, you know, voiceovers that are counting and that makes sense as opposed to like, having to fucking spell out every number on yep. the field and being super gimmicky. So I understand how it take how they can alleviate that pressure of actually getting an idea across. Yep. And that idea I'm in support of. Because of that, I feel that if I had to draw a hard line, I say, yes, absolutely. Let them in, let them do their thing. Mm-hmm. But uh, from a designer's perspective, I don't like the idea of the show not being able to stand alone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. All right, moving on. We good? Speaking <laughs> yeah. of hold your peace, you know. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. It's getting tense. Yes. Before we're talking about politics. <laughs> we're before this. <laughs> uh, Nobody ask any questions. Nobody gets hurt. So the next one says, talking about yeah. different styles of band, like West Coast bands versus Southern bands. Um, I'm mm. just assuming she means like, do we like one more than the other or, or what? I don't know. But I'm just thinking that way. Mm. I don't think I have enough experience. uh uh, it's i i would go so far as to say it's almost like comparing apples and oranges Um, yeah very much not like like the commonalities are like they all hold instruments and they all step on a football field that's about it like the styles are different the contexts are different the histories are different um all of that being said i could never do what the southern bands do i could never do half that you know, while playing with decent tone, like I would die. And I got <laughs> mad, mad, and I got mad, mad respect for everybody down there who, who does that style of marching and does that style of marching band. Um, but I mean, if, if the, if the question is, is like, what do you prefer West coast? Because I know I can do it <laughs> because I've done it and I'm like used to it. And I know I won't collapse gasping for air 
Because <laughs> I'm out of shape. So you're saying West Coast band because it's less physical? Uh, uh, because it's, yes. Okay. I had to be careful with where I was going with that because I don't mean to offend. But uh, like, I feel like I'm going to go is. there, guys. I please, say don't, no. please don't. Please okay. <laughs> don't. Okay. Well, All right, here we go. John, just... get the button ready. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> let me just I say am. what everybody's thinking. This is what everybody's thinking. Oh, no. Oh, God. <laughs> if I grew up in the South, I would not have done marching band. Because um, I just, like my idea of going around and dancing everywhere is just not a good idea of a good time. I just don't think that's entertaining. I don't think the music in the south it sounds particularly good i think it's very loud and i and i get that but i mean there's things called intonation and shit like that that we should probably worry about i openly i don't understand it i don't want to take anything away from those guys i think i think what they do they do well for them it's not for me <laughs> and i know that being said that's southern band right midwest band I fuck with Midwest band. Uh, that <laughs> shit is dope. <laughs> so like when you get to like the Ohio states and the, you know, and the Wisconsin and stuff like that, like, Oh, Oh, now that's, it's just this weird blend of the two. And, um, and I can get down with that. That's for sure. All right. But like, even at work, I, I think this, you know, like we're making this baton or this mace and, you know, these people want this very specific thing and like, we're like busting our asses there. And I just, in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, you're just going to fucking dance with this. Why am I, why am I busting my ass? <laughs> hey, I have an answer to your, I have an answer to your question, Esteban, because you're getting paid. <laughs> I guess I, I'm saying <laughs> that's I, why I'm saying, what I'm saying is I could I could not work as hard and send out a product that is slightly below what we normally do, and you, you wouldn't tell the difference, is what I'm saying. So this is how a stem was the job. I'm just saying, I, I mean, we're aware of this. We're aware of this. So, like, for example, sending a mace to the Marine Corps is different than sending it to band in the south because in the, i know that in the marine corps it's going to be very scrutinized in terms of smallest scratch if there's anything so we're really picky about stuff like that well, the it context a, the contexts are different i mean that's what i'm saying contextually i know you're just going to be dancing with this thing and nobody's going to tell from row 106 that <laughs> because you because you're dancing with it so it's no big deal i don't know if i agree i mean i kind of see where you're coming from i don't know if i necessarily agree with that yeah, I don't know, man. That's weird. I think he does. He just knows he can't say it. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh anyway, my God. he's moving on. Before this devolves. So I actually Tony agree, with you, answer, agree with you, Esteban. Like, yeah, so I thought you were going to be a little edgier. And, but, <laughs> yeah, but I, 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 I respect what they do. They work hard. They bust their asses off. When I see my benefits, like, damn, those guys are really putting in the work. But mm -hmm. I... Um, just maybe it's because of you know what I grew up with and everything in the West Coast band and all that. I don't like I like the sound. It's cool that they're loud and you know that's exciting, but the intonation and the like the extreme brassiness that they have is just not my thing. It's just like okay, that's that's cool. Um, but yeah, I can do that with a group of fifth graders. Maybe not as loud, but we can we can get a sound like that. <laughs> um, <laughs> maybe it's a little, that's a little too harsh, but. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, yeah, like... <laughs> yeah, it is. Oh my god, that really yeah. got you, huh? <laughs> yeah, it got me because he was so god accurate. God alive. <laughs> so, like, I respect what they do, and they're they they're 
but they their focus is to entertain and they do that very very well so i i give them props for that but like from a musical standpoint and like a you know being like accurate and all that like standpoint like you know precise precision standpoint that they they don't execute that and that's what what i'm all about so i'm i'm like yeah that's cool but it's not my thing just not not for me and, and additionally i mean just to, to reinforce that position um you know band at the national level is not done that way it's something at the national level doesn't exist like that drum corps is largely based off a west coast band and that is what's done nationally it makes sense that that's what kind of translates. I remember in college, uh, I had roommates. We were four of us were all trumpet players, and we were you know looking up you know different band videos and whatever. And this this southern band came up like this popular video. It was just like a minute long clip of like the trumpet line, you know, this huge band playing uh, like a modern contemporary like pop star performance, right? And it, there's this low build up and then the trumpets just came in blasting and my roommate was like yeah there's about five on third six on second and like 42 trumpets on first <laughs> <laughs> and we busted up because it was like it basically is that it's just this loud you know but it's exciting it's a lot of energy it's definitely fun so so where do you weigh in with the whole thing i i don't know if i really have an opinion because i don't have i haven't listened to that much to really say i think if it's if it's fun and the audience is digging it then then you know why scrutinize it you know i i know if it's as a, from a musician's standpoint you can say the intonation or dynamics you're blatty you're never going to be able to play your instrument again it's chops. <laughs> uh, but i mean at the end of the day it's a performance you know i think there's a like totally deviating i think there's the hilarious dichotomy right now is that tony and i are both like yeah man let's go and we're both brass players and Esteban and jonathan who are not are like music and intonation yeah. <laughs> <laughs> whereas tony and i are like yeah rock out everybody on the first part let's go <laughs> everybody take the high seat <laughs> yeah just go yeah that's the mentality man it's like it's funny because my high school was like that it was i had a hundred plus person high school band and we didn't compete we were just a college band it was the i didn't know that high schools competed i didn't know about drum corps until i got to college and so like i feel like they would have like the professional version of that would have been like a southern band in college like you know it was just this kind of mob of people in all this energy and excitement and just freaking if you can play the high c play the high c but you know, the direct, just as long as the director's not watching, you know. <laughs> I'm not listening. I'm got, <laughs> I, I will you. say, I have only ever once gotten yelled at for taking something up an octave. Well, you're a mellow one. I mean, that's like, yeah, that's not a thing. That's what they do. At, that's what we do at PCC. You ever take on me? The horns take the entire last lick up an octave oh, at least. Yeah, but so does the whole band. <laughs> so well, so there you just go. New, it's just in a new frequency at that point. We're just playing them in different hertz than everybody else. <laughs> than the rest it's, of like, the it's like a dog whistle. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that would be hilarious. That would be such a hilarious moment. Hilarious marching band moment, right? It's just like, you don't have this big, like, ah, and then everybody pulls out like a dog whistle and just plays that bit. <laughs> the last one, just that. Because nobody, nobody could hear, hear it, yeah. <laughs> but we would know it's really high. <laughs> and all the dogs in the neighborhood. Oh man! <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, that would—they'd be screaming. Oh yeah, cool.
So I think this boiled down to A, um, not as racist as we thought it was going to be, and, uh, <laughs> and B, um, you do you, boo-boo, but not with us. Yeah, and I think, that's a, <laughs> I think that's a fair, accurate statement, right? Yes. Yeah. Sure. I guess. Fair uh, enough, fair enough. Uh, so her last question, or her last you know, bullet point, is I'm going to try to get this right, unlike last week. The dy- <laughs> dynamism of working with different oh, groups. In the band. <laughs> so close. Can so you say that word one fourth time for me? No, I'm I not. Goodness, I tell you. I tell this you. Is why I'm still in Whoops. community college, guys. But <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Okay. So, repeat. Repeat the bullet two. point. Yeah, take two. Say it again. Yeah. Thanks, guys. We won't laugh. I promise. It's, you can go ahead. The, the boo, boo, boo. take two, take three. The dynamism of working with different groups in the band, drumline, guard, visual team, horns, winds, etc. Dynam. Okay, so now I don't blame you. Uh, we'll have to look up that word. Uh, <laughs> on it. Uh, Dynamics are yeah. <laughs> What are you talking about? Would you like me to spell well, it out or? Uh, yes, and then use it in a sentence, but a different one. <laughs> D Y N A M I S M. I got it. it. Levels of dynamics. I is got that it. What it means? Nope. All right. Dynamism. Noun. One. The quality of being characterized by vigorous activity and progress. The dynamism and strength of the economy. Okay. The quality two? of being. <laughs> dyna- the quality of being dynamic and positive at- in attitude. He was known for his dynamism and strong views. Oh, here's another one. Uh, oh, philosophy. Historical. The theory that phenomena of matter or mind are due to the action of forces rather than to motion or matter. Oh, let's go with that one. Let's do two. And then read, read the... <laughs> that one sounds uh, So, uh, oh, and that refers wait, to like... Or right foot. <laughs> yeah, that definitely refers to metaphysics. Uh, let's do four. That, so, uh, make brain hurt. So I guess basically she means like the contrast of make, working with other make, groups, like the, the different groups in the band. <laughs> Look at that. He just slipped it in there. Make brain hurt. <laughs> well, you guys keep me around. I bring the funny. Yes. Unintentionally, mostly, but I bring the funny. <laughs> it was funny. It was a subtle joke that you just like, you know, John was trying to move on. That was what make brain hurt. <laughs> <laughs> Devin, no think. Make brain yeah. hurt. <laughs> I, I also went to community college, everybody. I can't go to a public university. <laughs> CSU education, yeah, state yeah, schools yeah, yeah. all the way. I used to, uh, <laughs> I used to make fun of one of my students. Well, not make fun. I would just poke fun at her, and um, I would like mimic what she was saying. Like I would just like say it back in a different voice oh, just no. to piss her off. And then she would go, "I don't talk like that." And then I would go back to her, "I don't talk like that." <laughs> and she get really upset. Oh, <laughs> like, uh, I don't talk like that. <laughs> Anyways, before we go oh. way further off the rails yes so i think what she's saying is like the contrast of working with the different groups within the band how we yes that is what she that is what how she we said. work with it because we don't necessarily do that. i think she i think the question in blocker can write back to the show if i'm wrong i think what she's asking is it's like how, what are the dynamics of each of the different groups of people you work with so like what is it like working with the drum line versus what is it like working with the woodwinds versus what is it like working with the horn line versus what is it like working with the guard versus mm-hmm. working with the drum major? I, I we, think that's what it means. Uh, do, I do we, we ask Blanca to 
Yeah, I say we ask whole... Blanca to rewrite these in PCC terms and give it back to him. <laughs> <laughs> like, Blanca, if you're listening, um, you know, make it more simplified for our, you know, little brains. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just, I just did that for you. No, big pictures, small words. <laughs> how do work instrument groups in band there you go have fun no, say that again i was too busy not listening yeah i said how do work instrument groups in band how do work instrument group oh i get it okay uh <laughs> i thought you might <laughs> yeah i thought you might so are we going to louise or we want to wait on blanca no let's let's figure this out we can no this is this is a good, this is a good question between the four of us we can do close or close no this is a good question Cody's the optimist we can figure this out come on guys the square probably goes in the square hole <laughs> i will i will say as a point of like reference um i have only ever really worked with drum majors and horn lines very rarely have I worked one on one with like woodwinds, guards, or drumlines, so I'm gonna excuse myself from that part of the debate. Okay, thanks. Well, can say this is not a matter of national security, so it doesn't matter. I think Esteban and I can, any particular... can answer this question, oh, sorry. Yeah. especially in P the PCC experience we had when we wrote drill that one year because we had to, yeah, yeah, get, get, oh. yeah, that was very interesting. Fuck. Do you want to go first? Because I know you probably have a lot to say about it. His feelings. <laughs> <laughs> he is sitting, for those of you listening at home, wondering what he currently looks like, he's sitting in slack-jawed disbelief about thinking about this year. <laughs> it that looks like year, he's got PTSD. I do. That year was such a blur because it feels like it shouldn't have existed. Um, it did. Well, I'm here to tell you. I know. So, um, Yes. So okay. So I'm kind of just diving in. It's, it's, oh my it's god! Each section of the band, whether it be the horn line, we'll define the horn line as all the winds, and then uh, and then the drums and the guard. Each of those major sections <laughs> are, are going to have cultures in and of themselves, and so it's weird, kind of stepping into various groups um, and having subcultures within the group itself. So I teach at a couple different places. And um, John, I know that, like, you know, we've experienced this where we get onto the field and we go, all right, so we're going to do this. And then we look to one of the kids and go, and how do you guys do that around here? You know, <laughs> they go, oh, well, you know, we do, oh, okay, okay. All right, let me, let's teach that then. Uh, and so um, it's, it's weird kind of get, getting the feel for all of the groups. Um, and again, you have to get the, subs, the subgroups too. Um, I feel personally that I don't teach the same way twice. Um, for any group. Um, I teach very different for the group in which I'm in, and sometimes that can be anywhere on the on the spectrum. Um, but I feel like with PCC in the particular, it's a little bit more, hey, let's get your job done. When at like high school, it's a little bit more like, hey, we need to teach you how to do this. Um, and so I think that's interesting. Uh, the year that we went on to the drill writing side of things, that was frustrating. Uh, for John and I, and I think it was frustrating, not necessarily in terms of teaching, but on the staff side of things. Yeah, because now you're dealing with, with yeah, yeah, you're dealing with those egos too, and <laughs> everybody everybody has an ego, and like that's it. Like if you didn't have an ego, you would be in the game, like honestly. But um, figuring out how to not not like only balance those things, but get them all to communicate with each other was was a challenge to say the least. 
in, in, for the, in example, the nicest way of saying. Yes, example is good. Yeah, for example, John and I decided we made the executive decision at the beginning of the year to write the drill on campus. We are going to, you know, it was like, hey, we can give you the software to take it home and you can do it at home. And we both said it would be a lot more smart if we stayed here. We did it here because then everybody has to see it, right? Because it's in a centralized location. We're going to be working on it all the time. People can come in, see the work in progress and ask for changes live, right? John, how many times did any how many times did anybody come in to see the drill? Zero. Absolutely zero. nobody. Exactly like, zero. <laughs> <laughs> and we were in that office for literal hours in a day, like like literal like six to seven hours, like working a full time job. <laughs> it's not like they they like oh I missed you guys like no you couldn't miss us we were there all the time. <laughs> That's rough. Yeah, and so we're tracking down people to get their notes, you know, and like, hey, we're trying to do this. And then conversely, you have the band director come in and I had the, the night before the first concert, uh, before the first rehearsal, not concert, uh, rehearsal. It's two hours to go. We've been working all week. We're excited. We got it done. Here we go. And then Tad comes in and just says, ah, I don't like this formation, which is like the second page. I want you to rewrite it like 32 steps later and screws the whole opener. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> the whole asks for a little rewrite of the opener two hours before we're gonna do it, and we went into to panic mode. I think I How called you because you weren't there yet, and I just remember like <laughs> you need to get here before I say something I regret. And like what's going on? <laughs> so that's when you go yeah. like what's going on? Like what the hell's going on? And I had to explain to you what you like. Dad <laughs> wants me to write rewrite like six pages of drill less than an hour before this you know this rehearsal starts where we're supposed to learn it. <laughs> How many days prior to that moment was the opener complete? Uh, I think we had finished it that day, or uh, we had done our parts, which is why I think I was I, I had left for the day. Uh, oh. But we were pumping out drill fast. I mean, we were getting through a movement a week. So you'd give it to us, and then we would start working on, let's say, that Thursday. And by the next Thursday's night's rehearsal, we had it done. Here you go. It's ready to go. That's cool. Uh, it would have been. Yeah. Well, no, I was just wondering. You said they weren't like. If you, excuse my bird. Um, if you had it ready and you were, he, they weren't coming in for notes, and he just last second, you know. But uh, yeah. exactly so was, so that was like was irritating. Just... Like the guard was irritating because they were talking like crap about the drill we were writing. But it's like we're telling you to come in. We like even their first evening rehearsal. We went to them in their yeah. gym and like. What do you guys want us to like to place you and all that and everything? I'm like, oh, anything will be fine. I'm like, um, all right, but like, do you have any preferences <laughs> you know, for like it, like weapon changes or anything? Like, no, whatever you want is fine. And then so we do that, and uh -huh. they get pissed off. And it's like, all right, like, like why the hell are you pissed off when we given you, we gave you the opportunity like that you've never had before to um you know decide what you want on the field, and then you know you don't take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. so, so, Sorry, so okay, I still so have a lot of anger why. about it still. <laughs> I know, I know, I know. So this, this is the reason why I have just a shit ton of respect man. for John, right? Because because John, you play the quiet one and you play common collected in the sense of reason, right? But but I know you. And at the end of that show, right towards the end of that show, you started writing them like 40 <laughs> steps away from the rest of the band, and you're like, cuz fuck them, we're gonna change it anyways. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Like, what was the point of and writing have, anything for them? I, I have, 
have so much respect for you for doing that because you have bigger balls than I would have because I would have never done that. And I, I, I respect, man. Absolutely. Oh my god. I'm just happy I didn't like. I'm just happy, like I was doing what I was told that year. I was they were they were, like Esteban <laughs> and Jonathan would just show up to her and be like, "Here's the drill," and I was like. Oh, cool! Thanks, and they're like, "You're welcome!" Like really aggressively, and I was like, "Bro, I just work here." You're the only one that thank you. I was like, "I was like, I just wave my hands. Why am I getting yelled at?" Oh, man, so so it was just difficult because I... I'm sorry. <laughs> no, no. Do you remember that year we had a mood board uh, in in the, yes. in the in I remember. The I remember that. I remember you guys let me in on yes. that in yes. like week three because you were just like, "Devin, we need you." And then Miss Fomby found it and she organized oh. it for us. That was so great. <laughs> well, but she thought it. She thought we were like so the admin assistant comes in and she finds our mood board, which is just like memes we've printed and put. And we we would pick a meme that 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 portrayed how we felt that day and printed it out and put it onto the board. So it's just like all. It's like you know, like I think it's Beth for. Rick and you remember? And she's she's crying with wine on her hands right after she shoots the dude. Do you, there, <laughs> and, you and, guys. Yeah, and, and so Eliana found it, and she was like, "Are you guys okay?" And we were like, "No." <laughs> I remember the longest. I remember there was a point in the season. I think it, it must have been like middle or near the end, where you guys printed out a meme, put it on that board, and you didn't change it. Do you remember what that meme was? Was it? Am I who is wrong? No, it's the children who are wrong. Yes, it was, it okay, was yes. Principal Skinner <laughs> from The Simpsons going. Am I, out of am touch? I the no, one who needs the, to change? Am, am I, I out of touch? touch? No, it's the children who are wrong. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, that sounds about right. That was the I mood do. board for like the last quarter of the season. I see. Okay, this is another reason why I feel like the whole season shouldn't have existed because we got away. With, like not got away, but we did so many fucking funny things. That was when Dr. Miller was the assistant band director. Remember? And he was taking yeah. attendance, and we were having a hard time keeping track of it. So I printed out a big, that was brilliant, a big spreadsheet. <laughs> that was brilliant, <laughs> and a big spread, huge, and it huge. Believe me, and we we, we taped it to the desk, <laughs> and it I was were, like, <laughs> yeah. And, and you guys were we like, did it as a me. joke, and, yeah. and Dr. Miller was like, "This is great." <laughs> yeah. I and I you have guys, a story about that. I have a somebody, story. somebody summoned me. Somebody summoned me, and we're like, "Hey, Devin, like, come here and take a look at this." And I was like, "Oh God, what now?" And I walk in, and there's the. It's like, like you're a scribe, like holding up like this three, like this flag size spreadsheet of attendance from the year. And I'm like, "Huh?" Yeah, we needed to double check really all handy. of this because I remember. What's your story? So. There was this guy, this trumpet player. Um, crazy after that. Recently came out, like came back from a season of drum corps. Was kind of full of himself because his core placed second that year and all that. So he kind of walked around like a shit didn't stink. And he would show up to rehearsals late and everything and all that. And then I remember Mark, like taking him to the office and we were we were writing drill or something like that. And then Mark's like, "You need to be more on time, you know, because or else you can't, you know, do the honor band because you know your tardies." And he's like, "Well, show to me that my tardies are adding up." It's like, "All right, like." So he goes through the list and he's like, "Um," <laughs> he says his name. He's like, "So one, two, three, four." And then you have some birthday, and it's like it's literally in front of him. So he's like, "He couldn't say." Yeah, it's, it's it was like a map room, you know, like you know when they draw out like like maps for like wars and stuff. It's like, oh, right here. Um. <laughs> yeah, it was great. And then I just wanted to laugh so bad. In that moment, because like yeah. it was worth something. <laughs> oh man, <laughs> Mark Miller, 
It's freaking dope, dude. I cannot it cannot be understated how cool we have gone so was. far off topic. Um, he was so yes. uh yeah, whatever. But like Mark is worth it. I mean, like that no, dude yeah. in terms of coming in and feeling the assistant band director's role twice, um man that was it was super you, exciting i mean it, it's been a pleasure to work with him um, i really hope i get to work with him again one day yeah mark's a great guy but yeah in short my experience and i don't want to speak for esteban it's it's difficult like you know because of the different you know <laughs> ways they, the different way that subcultures are in in the, the band itself yeah i agree and as an instructor and tony you can probably like agree with this as an instructor you don't see those kids all the time and you see them you know yeah. a couple hours during the week so like they all have their own kind of culture established and you're just trying to take it in. And if you work at different places, you don't have enough time to understand all of those cultures, right? Sure, you're just sure, like, sure. all right. Yeah. yeah I, I, like... uh, sorry, Bird. Um, the, I only worked at one high school ever. Uh, and within that high school itself, <laughs> I know what you're talking about this. I feel like it's the cultures are, I mean, there's at least one per instrument section. You know, there's the clarinets, there's the flutes, there's the tubas, there's the trumpets, the trombones. Um, but trying to manage that communication with staff, uh, you know, with color guard and drumline and and winds and front ensemble, it it's hard. It really is. Uh, even if you're all on the same page and you're all friends, it can still be difficult because you all, <clears throat> all the students are at different levels. You know, the winds are at you know X experience right now with their marching capabilities and but you know they're maybe they're up to the middle of the show but front ensemble is a little bit behind but drumline is sorry bird again um drumline is three movements ahead you know whatever and so you're trying to balance that at, in itself is difficult um i think it really helps to have a really strong central figurehead uh having a somebody kind of bring it all together to have that communication open um which it sounds like difficulty in your situation you guys was you didn't really have that communication coming from the other teams <clears throat> but uh it, it's hard to get that it really is a million miracles a day happen in a marching band just simply put well and i, <laughs> I know that's like, very true that's such an accurate statement yeah like i because kyle often said like teaching college is just like teaching larger like elementary school children and i never really truly appreciated that statement i never truly i don't know if kyle said that but somebody has sometime one of my current band directors maybe i don't know so if kyle luck if you ever listen to this podcast or if anybody knows kyle luck he didn't say that i take it back but it's true i've worked with elementary school kids at this point in my teaching career it's not that different it's really not. You can use more vulgar language with the older kids. That's the difference. Seriously. But I will say, like, working at a middle school, a high school, and being the drum major at PCC all at the same time, like, all those things overlap for me. Man, what a hard shift, like, gear shift to make day to day sometimes, man. Yeah, yeah, it was yeah. like, all right, I got to teach, you know, I teach middle school, you know, brass and drum majors for two hours a week and then i have rehearsal the next day at the college and then i've got a lesson with a high schooler in three days it's like i've got to go through the paces but yet a blanca's question like every group in the band's got some wacko communications difficulty with the other like when i was met bitch like even standing at the back of the brass at the front of the drum line during rehearsals like the instructional staff would tell the brass one thing like over like the mic loud enough for the drum line to hear and it would apply to the drum line and audibly it's like the drum line it's like what are they talking about and it's like 
So check it. Here we go. And you have to put it in their lingo. <laughs> it's like it's like speaking different languages. Guard, I've never tried. I no. short, my, my <laughs> favorite. My, my, <laughs> no, you're definitely onto something. I mean, it could be as simple as I remember, for example, uh, my first year as a caption head, and even my second year, I didn't think about it. Uh, uh, telling the whole band running rehearsal and color guard and drumline in uh, front ensemble included. Um, all right, we're going to go to set set 30. Everyone reset. And uh, I'd always get, you know, all right, here we go. And then front ensemble is yelling at me. Wait, 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 wait. What measure is that? Yeah. Like, I don't exactly. know. Like, I don't know what like measure that's, that is. <laughs> that major, that was my favorite part because I had to play translator like 95% of the time because the instructional staff would go, Okay, band, reset to set ten or whatever. And the front ensemble was like, "Where is that?" And I'm like, "Measured ninety or whatever it is," because like I know the music and the drill, but like that's something that is kind of taken for granted. I think most of the time, it's like you know the front ensemble doesn't have drill charts. Yeah. Like they don't know what's going on yeah. like, actually, in terms of in, numbers. In high school, we actually had an interesting way of like how we solved it is the director would have everybody get their music out and write like this measure from this measure is, you know, set one and set two. So when yeah. the front ensemble would hear that, they would just look in their music and yeah. they'd be like, oh, okay, that's, that's this measure. So it, 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 there wouldn't be as confusion, as much confusion. I don't I like know why that. we don't, that's we good. don't do that, but maybe because well, we're- Now, you now, now you've had to, it's because you've had to hear quarantine. The front ensemble is already practicing movement two by the time, you know, <laughs> we're learning movement one. Doing movement one well, yeah. I mean, that's also true. I mean, because every block within this music block, but um, <laughs> it is. I mean, it's, no, anyway, it's true. We, um, you know, at like the various schools that I teach, we go through the same thing. And we, where we try to talk to the band in musical terms. So we'll always refer to like rehearsal letters, go back to C, we're going to run C to D, we're going to blah, 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 blah. And so the front ensemble is with us. Okay, they know what's up. Where we run into troubles there is we're going to reset back to letter C and the color up goes, what set is that? <laughs> and so, you know, yeah. you're never going to, you're never going to, you're not going to have it. You're, you're speaking a different language. Like, like yeah, you yeah, need somebody so. who like knows, finding somebody who knows like all aspects of marching band, like intimately like that is super hard to find like one of, let alone five or six for visual staff. So like everybody can coordinate, you know, and like, make like the draw the lines like in always sunny in philadelphia where charlie's doing the pepe silva thing it's a meme <laughs> i don't know yeah nobody's laughing i assume you have no idea what i'm talking about it's fine no, it's, no, it's just it's just foreign like those are just words to be maybe they, well be, congrats you're experiencing what the color guard experiences every time <laughs> <laughs> yeah how does it feel being on the other side like, the biggest solution like... fun yeah that's not <laughs> The way we solve that is um, when where I work is I insist that the guard learns drill with the with the, with the band, and so when we set them, um, I will say, "Hey guard, this is letter A." So in your dot book, you're going to write letter A, and they're going to so, okay. Yeah, so so they're a. learning these checkpoints along, and that's just the yeah. first time we set drill. We, we don't have to clean the drill with you. You can do, go to your guard step, yeah. but after that, when you come back, you would know where those where those checkpoints are. Sure. Yeah. It's just it's different lingo, man. It's different. It it's different. Helps later down the, the development of the show when you have big points. When you can say, "All right, everyone, go to the company front part." You know, yeah. or the, this part. Yeah, comes yeah, yeah. Set to the push. Push. Yeah, You don't usually yeah, have yeah. that advantage at the beginning. <laughs> yeah. you know, I will say, like drum break is like the only thing, like the only like 
band-wide dialectical thing that is like <laughs> everybody knows it's like oh the drum break like that needs no further explanation everybody's like cool yeah unless like, there isn't one right or there are multiple yeah 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 exactly. i like when uh like my kind of my favorite moments working with drum majors is when i go what's this part of the show and then i like just sing like a really bad version of it and they go oh that's letter you know let's let yeah. okay <laughs> my favorite part of working with you is when you do that i'm just like that's d or whatever it is yeah yeah and you're just like, yeah and i'm just like it's like this and i'm like you know half singing the show that we're you know working on yeah snapping the whole time <laughs> so that's all of blanca's questions I don't know if we want to go into Louis today because is those like, are going to take two hours on their own as well. I was going to say, like, I think, we've been I here think for we got our material days. cut out for next week now. Yeah, yeah, we at least know what's going on for the mailbag two electric boogaloo next week. Please send in more questions. It saves us a lot of frustration it and stress really does. and existential yes. crisis time. <laughs> Why we don't plan for this at all? <laughs> literally zero plan. Stop! Stop lifting the curtain. <laughs> so literally, when. But you get onto this meeting, everybody's like, all right, John, so what are we doing? And it's like, uh, good question. <laughs> uh, good, good. Yeah. The magic is ruined. Oz has been revealed. Yeah, you can't see the wizard. Not no way, not no how. <laughs> but yeah. You just so, did. <laughs> so, Louis, I apologize for not getting to your questions this week, but we'll get to them next week. Um, anything else, yes, guys? Per our, policy, we, we, per our policy, we read the questions one week. There's a one-week turnaround time play. <laughs> It's how it's how we guarantee at least one person other than the four of us listens to this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> we basically hold their questions for ransom. It also <laughs> allows the audience time to answer the questions themselves oh, and to come yes. next week and compare with us. Dang, I like, <laughs> like that. I like that. Dang. Yeah. You should be a lawyer, Tony. No thanks. <laughs> All right. I like my life. <laughs> that makes fun of us. I was gonna say, what's that like? <laughs> <Dang>. <laughs> All right, so if you have any more questions for us, comments, concerns, stock exchange tips, because we're into that too, um, email us at readyhotpodcast at gmail.com or hit us up at our Instagram, readyhotpod. Anything else, guys? Ready, hot. Yeah.